I watched it so many times and practiced all the exercises like for what muscles needed to get stronger that um, it, it, you have this moment where you're just like, oh shit, that makes sense. I think I have the same thing with like guitar too. When I started learned how to tap, like Van Halen, yeah, yeah, yeah. I learned how to do that. I w- it made no sense for like a year. And then one day I was just like, I don't know, like my fingers just understood it. And hmm. I, I, I tapped for 12 hours straight. And that's what I did with every flip that I learned. I was like, when I first did my backflip, I did it every day for two weeks. Hello, I'm Craig Constantine. Welcome to the Movers Mindset Podcast, where I talk with movement enthusiasts to learn who they are, what they do, and why they do it. This is episode number 87, Adam Eka, Training, Travel, and Mindfulness. At first glance, Adam Eka is a jack of all trades, but all of his practices and interests are all connected. He shares the role of music in his life, his interest in photography, and his experiences riding bicycle deliveries in New York City. Adam discusses his parkour training, flips, cross-training, and filming. He unpacks his personal mindfulness practices and reflects on where and why he wants to travel. Adam Eka is an athlete, musician, videographer, and overall creative human. As an athlete and a coach, he works to balance his training and develop in both areas. In addition to parkour, Adam plays guitar, writes music, and occasionally performs. For more information on this episode, go to moversmindset.com slash 87. Thanks for listening. I apologize for the wind noise. We are in beautiful Bayonne, New Jersey. I don't often get a chance to sit outside in a park, so mm-hmm. I don't mind the wind and the noise and the people, and somebody's going to walk up and photobomb us for sure. Mm-hmm. That's going to happen. <laughs> so we will try. Yeah. Let's just remain cool. So my first question for you is... Why do you only perform occasionally? So it took a long time to figure out what direction I wanted to go with movement and music. And I guess music was was like more like therapy and movement I can see going multiple areas like with work and for fun and for play and for community, meeting new friends. But music was super personal. So every time I had to do, um, I didn't have to. But sometimes it did feel like I had to because it was like wasted uh, energy that I put into years of playing guitar. <laughs> so if I have to go to an open mic <laughs> to like express something, it's like super personal. It's like some one of my songs took a year to write. Mm-hmm. So if it takes not on purpose, it's, uh, it's just, uh, you know, getting the words and like the guitar synced in a way that makes sense and is still like conveying the same emotion. Yeah, it takes, it takes a lot of time. When I'm playing, um, yeah, there's like a full story about it. Not just like, you know, like this person that I'm talking about, like a breakup or something like that. It's not usually not about them. It's about like how I felt and how I overcame that emotion. Mm-hmm. And usually uh, I have to start at the beginning of how I felt. Oh. Not even about them. Just like Just like how journey. I felt. Yeah, to explain. Like one, one song, the lyric is like uh, neurons fire like lightning bugs in a cave. And that's the beginning. That's the magic. <laughs> and uh, that's actually more lighthearted, that one. It's not as, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't get me as, like, uh, as nervous and, like, in the feels or whatever. But when I'm playing um, in open mic nights, people get in that in my brain a little bit. And it's kind of open-ended, too. So even how I write the lyrics is, like, you can have your own little story in there, you know? So uh, I even forget my own story and make a new one sometimes when I'm, the song's, like, six years old or something like that. I definitely make a new story while I'm in there. 
So after I'm done playing, I go outside and I want to talk to nobody. <laughs> I, do, I don't get before show jitters. I get after show jitters. It's so it's so weird. I'm a lot of curse. <laughs> My guess is that that's not weird. I bet that's probably a thing. I don't. I'm not that yeah. type of. Here, here he says. Here he says. I'm not really a performer sitting in front of a video camera recording mm-hmm. my voice. Oh, I'm so. Uh, I'm definitely a performer. When I get in there, I start talking. But I don't like to tell people that, like, because I know my ego. So I have to like put myself in check constantly, or else like I'll have a, a gigantic head about something I do. Oh, I wouldn't have said that you have it. All right. So you, uh, you mentioned ego. Is there is there something that you would say that you think other people get wrong about you? Yeah, all the time. I think, yeah, all the time. <laughs> like, um, when I was, like, heavy into yoga, which really helped me with, like, my wrist and my ankle, but it also helped with, like, uh, mindfulness. Because, I, I, like, right now, they're passing by. I'm going to look at them a little bit. Oh, yeah. This is, <laughs> a lot of times I've recorded outdoors, but I think yeah. people just strolling by as we were doing it. Yeah, so I'd be like, hey. <laughs> I'd be like, what's up? How's it going? Oh, right, I'm in an interview. <laughs> so I, I needed to work on my mindfulness, but also like uh, understanding understanding, and listening to my own emotions. Yeah, I was talking about ego, right? Uh, what do people get wrong about you? What do I, yeah, people get wrong about me. I will go off. <laughs> no, no, it's not your fault. I mean, yeah. I'll, I'll let you collect your thoughts for a second. I'll take the conversation baton for a moment. Yeah. It's one thing to sit and have a really good conversation with someone in a private space, mm-hmm. which I bet you've experienced both in like after performing, but also yeah. like parkour is notorious or well-known for those like private, yeah, mm-hmm. let's go get a meal. Yeah. But sitting in a park, you know, with a person, an additional person off camera, like looking at us and taking notes yeah. and people wandering around, it's difficult to, for you and I to create the same kind of bubble mm-hmm. as it would be in many other places. But yeah. Um, so something people get wrong about you. Yeah. I hear you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you can also say pass and when no, go to something else. I'm, I love being an open book. Like I, I love uh, being able to share every aspect of myself. If someone asks, if they don't ask, I will not say anything. You know, I try to. That's such an, an yeah. interesting observation. I overshare the second you ask. Like, well, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, so just so I don't go too far off to like talking about yoga. Hi, I'm a yogi. My name's Adam. Right there, they see, oh, what's up, uh, what's up, Gandhi? How's it going? And then I take like a swig of whiskey and like have a cigarette. <laughs> and then uh, they're like, well, where the fuck did that come from? <laughs> Excuse my language, but where did that come from, Adam? And I'm like, oh, I didn't say I was perfect. <laughs> I said, uh, I'm a yogi. Yogi uh, means I practice yoga. Yes, it means I practice yoga. Practice yeah. yoga. <laughs> and I'm, I mean, even when I'm doing practicing yoga, I'm practicing someone else's yoga. I still have to figure out my own yoga. Mm. You know, and uh, when teachers are teaching yoga, they're, they're not, they're teaching you their yoga. You still have to find it for yourself. Like, I don't care how many downward dogs you do. If you're not like practicing your own yoga, you're not going to get there. But anyways, yeah, my ego like wants to attach to like yoga and like be like that guru so i get super mad at myself whenever i make like little mistakes like for example smoking a cigarette i, I don't condone that but occasionally like i do like go back in that rabbit hole and i dig myself back up mm. and people assume well everyone i have a lot of friends i like are patient and like lovely yeah, and ask yeah, questions who you actually know? know you well they yes. wouldn't get this wrong about you right yeah but at face value like or with parkour i'm on rooftops all the time that's just my life. I'm Batman. Yeah. Just because I, I do like parkour. I'm on rooftops, though. So, I mean, I like it when it's convenient, and I don't like it when it's not convenient, but that's like my own ego. Like, it turns on and off. But I do like being true to why I do something, and everyone wants to be seen how they see themselves, even though that's not the case all the time. Yeah. Especially with me. 
<laughs> yeah, that's not going to always be the same. It's fine. Do you find that your you, when you were describing when I asked you about performing and you were describing your experience of you're kind of describing your experience of sharing your music. Mm-hmm. You touched a little bit on your experience of creating it, but you, I think you went to an interesting point, which I had never thought about before, which is sharing the music, the doing of the music is very exhausting mm-hmm. for you. But I think the average person would, would expect that the doing of the parkour would be the exhausting part, right? It mm-hmm. seems like I mean, people who have done it, we're going to go, yeah, strumming a guitar is not easy. But like you just, you just sit on a stage, you have a, a mm-hmm. guitar, how hard can that be? And then you're doing these, like, because I've seen some really cool lines at like Battery Park. And I'm like, yeah. uh, I've been on that wall and um, no. Like, you know, yeah. so I, I, but clearly, as I would have guessed, the parkour is restorative for you, that mm-hmm. that overt external activity. So I'm wondering, have you ever, does that, do you agree? And have you ever thought about that before, about how these two practices, the sharing of your music yeah. and the sharing of your parkour, how these are very yin and yang? Oh, yeah. With parkour, I don't, I don't think of anything. Like, I'm totally in that moment and present. And especially when creating a line, you, you, you feel the split second you lose attention. Where, like, if I'm playing music, it's like a dream. It's like a dream state. Even when I'm playing, I see, like, I see colors in my head. Like, I, I'm totally a dream state. And, like, it's hard, it's hard for me to get into the flow right away but once i start playing and i'm like 20 seconds to a song i swear it's like it just passes i'm even i feel like a different person a little bit like i make certain faces and stuff like that but when i'm like i feel like my, my truest like, play, <laughs> just like <laughs> you see the faces i make right before i fall <laughs> yeah i actually have no expression when i fall it's so weird i go oh i don't even yell i'm just like i don't Duh. really yell i, I you know <laughs> sometimes i'll mutter mistakes have been made yeah right. mistakes man here we go <laughs> I don't know. Parkour is, is free. It's uh, totally freeing. And you know when you're not present because your body tells you. It's like, whoa, <laughs> yeah. what are you doing? Yeah. Stop. That's, <laughs> I think, one of the most powerful, well, maybe not the most, one of the very mm-hmm. powerful features of it is that it's truthful. Like, you, yeah. <laughs> you're not going to hide from mm-hmm. the shindri. Yeah, no, not at all. <laughs> I haven't had a shinner in a long time. Oh, I'm sorry. I hope I didn't just jinx it. Like, no, no, it'll be fine. Because you're, you're just about to learn their lesson, I think. <laughs> so, yeah, we don't want you to have any injuries before you move. Mm-hmm. So what people can't see is I'm staring at your bicycle. <laughs> it's beautiful, bicycle. right? That color? <laughs> yeah. I, I, I'm like, uh, let's see. I'm a guy. I see in 16 colors that that's teal. Yes. It is teal. <laughs> Some other colorist is like, actually. <laughs> yeah. And, and I'm debating telling. That's a steel frame, isn't it? Yeah. This is this, That bike is not ideal. I think if it was lighter, I, that'd be great. I, I wasn't going to say anything derogatory about the bike. I'm just, I'm having a flashback to a pretty steel sure steel. Yeah. Schwinn bike that I think had the same geometry as that old mine wasn't a mm-hmm. fixie. And there's a great story about that, which we're not going to tell today. But That's what cool. I was going to say <laughs> is, because I think there's something interesting here. You're going to, you're like, where the heck is Craig going? Yeah. I have mm-hmm. ADHD squirrel. Perfect. Me too. <laughs> Why a fixie? Oh, control. I, I don't trust brakes. I like having as much control as possible. So if my, I, I use the brakes if I have to, but I use my feet for everything. Like I feel the bike the whole entire time. It's like, I guess, people that drive stick, you know, they like or old cars that you could actually feel the gears when you're cranking it. Yeah, it's drive like, by the seat of your pants. Yeah, yeah, it's great. Is that thing people say for cars? <laughs> driving yeah, by the seat of your pants. flying by the seat of your pants, driving yeah. by the seat of your pants. Oh, sick. Because what, what I'm noticing, so I'm a, I'm a bit of a bike geek. I mean... I'm like a parkour poser, but I'm also like a bike poser. Like, I know yeah. enough to be dangerous. Yeah, we're all posers. <laughs> oh, you two have problems with imposter syndrome. Oh, good. Oh, I thought I it was just me. Super imposter syndrome. <laughs> I know that you have 
what they call platform pedals on your bike. Mm-hmm. I love that. Like I have, yeah. I have a high end carbon fiber mountain bike. That's what I want. Oh, the hard one. tail, like Ooh. no suspension. It, oh. It's so light. It's so light. It's embarrassing. I pick yeah. up the bike and I'm like, well, there are no excuses on this part of the equation, Craig. <laughs> but I put cheap ass old school platform mm-hmm. pedals on it. Yeah, I wanted to get the, the animal straps because I had it on my other bike, but with this bike, I couldn't do it. Like, first of all, it felt <clears throat> it felt fine already, but the animal straps on my other bike, my bike was all black, so I just like would slide my foot in, and it wasn't like the weird metal clip ones because mm. those I, I break all the time. But uh, it was like the animal, like I don't know, just the Velcro was amazing. My foot would fit right in. I can adjust it all I want, and it felt like now I was even more attached to the bike. That's what I was gonna say. <laughs> Great. Wait, but you're telling me you're you're interested? In, maybe we should put the bike in the frame. Yeah. It, you know, you're you're interested in the control that the fixie. Mm-hmm. Uh, if people aren't bike gear head people, fixie means mm-hmm. when the wheel goes around, the pedals go around. <laughs> yes. There's no, there's no free wheel. There's no. It's like mm-hmm. you pedal faster, you go faster. The bike rolls faster, your legs go yeah. faster. But you, you mentioned control, but yet you have platforms on there, which I thought was neat. Like, I think oh, yeah. Cool. I, appreciate, I, I like the aesthetic of it. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I like it right away. I love that you have a great big comfy seat on it. Oh, too. that's my brother. <laughs> I would have had a really terrible one, and that feels awful. Mm. But uh, my brother was like, yeah, it's not as comfortable. We share that bike, so mm. I fix it up. And uh, he and just he fixes it down. Yeah. <laughs> all those things. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I did fixie life for two years in New York City, like delivery. That's what I was going to say. Did you ride that bike in New York City? Yeah, I did two years delivery, two winters. It's awesome. One time I... <laughs> <laughs> That's the best lie I have ever seen delivered. It's I awesome. swear, it's true. <laughs> no, it is awesome. I read like two books on the job. Just what? delivery, while, read. While pedaling? Deliver, like read. the book? Or delivery, just, read. Oh, okay, delivery, read, delivery, yeah, read. Yeah. Not, not while riding. But honestly, that's not as impressive as uh, a bounty. You know bounties? The... the Paper towels, yeah. a roll of like a lot. Like, yeah. I put that on my handlebars. I had one hand on it. I was looking at where my delivery was going with my other hand. And the other hand. On, oh, right, because you'd be able to kind of like yeah, steer the bike a little on bit. On Broadway, the, on the on opposite direction of Riding the actual the traffic. <laughs> you know, it's people like you that give drivers like me hemorrhages. Yes. Oh, and I never, uh, it was never my fault if I fell off my bike. <laughs> Someone doored me and uh, there was a piece of string once that was attached to a fire hydrant and electric cable. So imagine a thin nylon string that's just flowing out into the street oh, in like New York fishing City. Line. Yeah, uh. fishing line. And it just catches my bike. And I'm like, what's happening? And I fly off of it. And this is the same year I learned how to do pop rolls. <laughs> so right I, every there, single accident. Yeah, I go like this. And then, um, it's like a I yeah, guess, yeah, yeah. Yeah. C-shape with your arms pop off your shoulders. Every time like... Uh, yeah, get off the ground, get back on your feet. Yeah, back on your feet. And I always had like... A small scratch and all bones and joints totally fine. Everything in my bag totally fine. Huh. Happened twice when I got doored and the fishing oh, line. That's rough. <sighs> but both times I was fine. Both times we're fine. Annunciation. Yeah. I don't ride like that anymore. Don't worry. I'm more cautious. Yeah. I felt. Yeah, you looked pretty chill. Like you came in around the park and I was like, mm-hmm. oh, that's Adam. I don't know. You just. Yeah. Pretty chill. No falls since then. No bad falls. No bad then. falls. Those are kind of spooky. That's another thing about fixie. If you're, if you have too much weight on the back pedal, and it's not fixed, there's no give. The, the pedals just like spin and. Yeah, you can lose. You can fall. Like, yeah, a fixie. I could actually jump off of it and ditch it without worrying about the pedals swinging around and hit me in the shins. Mm. It's just bye bye. 
It makes no sense of like listening to it, but I'm telling oh, you, it, feels it makes safer. sense to me. I get yeah. it like, because I actually I saw you jump off it, and I I kind of was thinking it was a fixie. I wasn't paying close attention, and then you jumped yeah. off, and I'm like, oh, that's a fixie. You can't <laughs> jump off the backstroke. You can't do that. Nope, not at all. <laughs> yeah, not even with coaster brakes. And mm-hmm. everybody's going, what? It turned into a bicycle podcast. That's right. I interview movement enthusiasts to movement find out who they movement. are, what they do, and why they do it. It's and more not- movement. <laughs> <laughs> what? Um, I, I was. One of the things I do before I interview people is lurk the shit out of everything on the internet. And there isn't a lot Perfect. about you, which I, I kind of want to applaud. Like, you, you appear to not have been completely sucked in by social media. Mm-hmm. Um, mad props. <laughs> but what I'm wondering is, I was going to say, do you use your Instagram account intentionally? Duh, Craig. Like, how would you, you know, you have to push the button. But do you have an overall intention for what you're doing on Instagram? Mm-hmm. No, is a completely legitimate answer. Yeah, my parkour Instagram, no, not at all. And I noticed you have you have a personal, I don't know, does it, am I allowed to mention you have two? You have your personal one. Yes. And then you have your photography one. And the photography one looked like either you just started or you haven't been very prolific. I'm not sure which. I deleted everything in the beginning of COVID. Oh, why? Why? I got, I sold my old camera. I got a new camera. There was some projects that uh, I didn't speak for me anymore. Mm. Like I was like, this is, and there were some that did speak for me, but... You know, I feel it feels really good when I like throw away a bunch of stuff in my room. Like, yeah, I really try to like cater everything in my life to like, mindfulness. As yeah, and yeah, because my attention span is like ridiculous. So I empty out my room, but also with my photography, I didn't want people to hire me for something that I was not anymore. And I was like, wait, also, who am I? <laughs> so I deleted everything. Yeah. I was like, I don't even know if I want to do that anymore. So let me try and take this. Let me just start all over. And yeah, and figure out what I really want to do. And then I fell back in love with black and white. So now I'm just doing black and white. And I want to do something a little bit off the normal path and stick with black and white for now. Yeah, I, I think it's, rebooted. that's the only page that I do care about, how it looks. But uh, I'm not super concerned about advertising myself to like who wants my photography right now. You know, like, I'm not trying to figure out who my audience is. And I just want to keep doing what I'm doing and hope that someone comes along is like, that looks great i want you for you yeah come and not work for, with me on this project yeah so uh, it does look a little bit like i guess shallow. no how do you say like spartan sparse yeah, yeah. that i, I w- <laughs> it i know i, I yeah. knew that that was the word you're looking for i wouldn't say it looks sparse yeah i sometimes i see things that look like that and i'm like my first thought was the difference between your personal one and the, and the photographer and i'm like mm-hmm. there's a difference here and it looked to me mm-hmm. like uh, th- well, Adam's not screwing around on this one. Like this is yeah, this one's like because the photos are different, and like mm-hmm. the your personal one is a lot of lines and movement. Which, by the way, mad props. Thank you. But your <laughs> photography one is really clearly your uh, your perspective on things. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to say that because the perspective's a horrible pun. How dare you? Uh, I love I love language. <laughs> I love language, and then I'm like I'm talking to myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I hear you. What uh, <laughs> I know you can. <laughs> Oh, it's it's in there. What you notice how like at this point it's not even weird anymore, right? It's just no. totally like two yeah. people. Oh, there's so many things to ask. What was there anything that you were thinking on your way over here that you wanted to make sure we got to? I was just thinking about getting here. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Thank you for thinking about getting here. We appreciate when people think about that. Yeah, I I don't know. Like when it comes to I wanted to actually talk more about my parkour page. It's I, I think I love the filming aspect of parkour. Like by yourself, just filming the line, and I'm I'm getting used to having my friend Mike film for me. But then 
everyone got their jobs back, so Mike was busy. Mm. And I'm like, damn, it was really, really cool having someone that's just down all the time to, to film you and get creative with you. I think I have more fun figuring out how I fit in the frame doing movement than like going from point A to point B. I like, um, like for example, there's that a that one tripod shot where I'm just, it's just one wall and that's it. And I was trying to think of what movement made the most sense for this shot to like, I don't know, I guess give it a, the, the movement more character for that angle. For example, if I'm doing a jump towards the camera, it's gonna look, it's gonna look small, right? How do I explain this? I don't know. I, I like the, the flailing of legs in and out of the frame and then coming back in. So the second I go out, I just pop right back in immediately. And that was, I don't know. I, I feel like if I was just doing that, all those movements, I probably would have had less fun than if I was like, filming also it. thinking about filming about it, yeah. filming it. Do you think what you enjoy about it is the thinking about the filming it or the having the finished artifact when you're done? Oh, Definitely in the finished artifact. I like Jackie Chan a lot. I want to do more stuff oh, well, where... You, anybody doesn't yeah. like Jackie Chan, press stop now. Like, <laughs> Yeah, for real. Bye. <laughs> like, yeah, I'll press everything's wide-angle shots and like the way... I don't know. The way it's all filmed is, is great. It's not like a bunch of like zoom-in cuts of like an arm flying through the air and then someone getting hit in the face in slow motion. It's like, yeah, I mean, there's a time and a place for that stuff, but yeah, and no, I wasn't. No, I'm not going to say your stuff reminds me of Jackie Chan because that would no, be, but I do like little... one shot, like not like a lot of cuts. Yeah, your cinematic aesthetic. Yeah, I'm not saying it's... I'm going for that look. I just appreciate like the tripod shots or or just wide angle shots where like a lot is happening in the frame and right. it, you fill it up with the movement to how you move through it. And I like to think of. I think it's fun because of Jackie Chan. I don't think I can film like that without a, a gigantic crew and like yeah, what's hella going on outside the frame and yeah, there's a lot of Jackie Chan's crazy. Missing. But I do like thinking about it, you know, like where yeah, where the movement fits in the frame. I don't know. I don't think about it a lot, a lot though. After like the video's done, I'm not gonna lie. It's like oh, for that day. So if I don't edit it that day, I don't really want to. Yeah, do it, yeah at it doesn't all. make it. It's on the wrong <laughs> yeah. side of the fold. It just goes the wrong way on the to-do yeah. list. Is there anyone that you would really like to work with? Like, you have, who do you have a crush on for, oh, I really want to uh, either have this person shoot the video or I want to shoot video of that person or, or you both will be in there. Like, uh, you got to tell me what the context uh, is and I'd who love, it would be. Yeah, I'd love to work with Pasha, the boss, for sure. Or, no, Jason Paul. Because, mm. yeah, either one, I don't care. Like, the Frank guys are really fun. Like, they're super creative. Yeah, either filming them or... or being in the video. Yes, please. I'm not worried about them filming me so much. I just want to either be in the video or film them. I think that'd be really cool. Like any of the the guys that travel a lot, like a store and yeah, those kind of athletes. But also like mostly the athletes that like have fun, like don't mind doing something really stupid that is impressive, but it's like why would you even try that? Like I love like clown stuff where you backflip to your stomach. Yeah. I like, love that. Is that a th- oh that actually works? Yeah. yeah and he a, walked away. Okay. You know. Somehow that's safe. Yeah, uh, yeah. How did they think of that? And then how did they manage to do it? Because mm-hmm. you can't screw that up. Like, yeah, we'll try it three times in the fourth one will film. No one uses it as work. Yeah, the hip roll is super fun too. Like where um I cartwheel and I put my hips on the wall and then roll on the wall mm-hmm. and then cartwheel out. Yeah. I saw Pasha do that and I saw you do that at Battery Park. Not live, yeah. but in the video. And I was like, um uh, Yeah, no, what is that? Uh, I mean uh, what, what irritates me is when I when I know what it is. I'm like, oh, yeah, you just want to like... Yeah, my hip bones don't hit it. It's like, I don't know how I avoid it, but I do know how. It's like right under it. 
right under it. But that's my midline. Some people like their their balance midline is like right on their hip bones. So trying that move, they have to negotiate with momentum and gravity. Mm-hmm. They can't just have like equilibrium <laughs> where it's like it makes sense for their their bone structure. But with my bone structure and like how I'm balanced out, toes to head, it, it like that hips to like under my hip bones is my midpoint. So it's really easy for me to like find that space. Also because of circus. I worked in a yoga studio, by the way. So the the aerial hammock. Mm-hmm. So we, yoga, circus, studio, they had a aerial yoga. And we would do back balances and stomach balances, which hurt like hell. But anyways, yeah, they feel terrible. But uh, it's just on the skin that feels terrible. It's not like the bone and the muscle so much. Or I guess you would be moving your fascia around. I don't know. But... <laughs> That's it wouldn't the, normally be load bearing that skin there, you know, like yeah, the, the skin on your hand. So uncomfortable. Your but after a while, like the wall thing just made more sense, and I saw Pasha doing it. So I was like, if he's doing it, then it must be possible. It must be like possible. Anything's possible. I want to Pasha everything. <laughs> well played. Well played. <laughs> yeah, cut that out. No, not all. There is no cutting room floor. <laughs> yeah. I do like figure out where my, my midpoints are in my body though, like where I can balance, like where my my toes and arms can be to like just make that make sense. It takes like a lot of like slow motion and then slowly going faster and faster and like holding shapes. Like if you don't practice holding shapes, I think it's gonna be really difficult for you to play with those kind of that kind of movement. Like if you don't hold hollow bodies, if you don't hold like Superman like lifts and just like rock in it and see where the buoyancy is in that shape it's going to be tough to learn those things with like power and explosiveness you know because you have to hold that shape as you you launch your, your toes up and across as hard as you can and then you hold that shape until your hands reach the floor and <laughs> wait for it wait people for think it. <laughs> about the hands so much that like you're not thinking about how long your leg gets and your hips have to push forward yeah and if you give up on the shape and you don't mm-hmm. your hands never get to the ground <laughs> yeah and in aero yoga they do that all the time holding their shape in very uncomfortable situations. So if you want to get a quick conditioning of the, the hips and, and all their joints, then definitely do some circus and aerial yoga. That stuff hurts in a good way. Yeah. All of that stuff. Yeah. But it goes away. Then you don't feel it at all. And you can just power through all types of roles. You get used to it. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I could Webster to my back right now because of all the like falling and playing around with roles and without hurting myself like break fall uh on one hand i'm tempted to say yeah do it because we have a video camera yeah. on the other hand i'm tempted to say no don't do it because if you don't <laughs> i'm not warmed up if you okay. hurt yourself and i have to explain mm-hmm. what happened to you no i'll do it off camera later mm-hmm. <laughs> but practice with rolling and like balancing with shapes and conditioning your skin and nerve endings and yeah, yeah jesse's great with uh tompkins with stuff like that Yes, it's weird ways of the, like noodling bars. through <laughs> with bars. Yeah. Yeah. Earlier, 15, 20 minutes ago, we were talking about maybe it was even before we pressed record, we were just talking about being mindful about like what you have physically in your space, in your apartment, in your house, in your life. And I I'm wondering, which is that's all this entire project is, I'm wondering, can you remember a time so I would call that self-awareness being, and, and although you say you're not mindful, that's being mindful. Like you say, you don't focus enough. No, I think you do focus more than you give yourself credit for. But can you remember a time where you weren't mindful about the things in your space or in your life? Or mm-hmm. I'm just wondering if you can, like, can you take me back to that transition from the 
Yeah. I don't know, pre-Adam to current Adam or? Sure. <laughs> yeah, about like, I'm 27, math, uh, about six years ago. I'm not the only person who doesn't know how old they are or how many years. Seven have. years ago. <laughs> math was wrong. Now it's correct. About like seven years ago. I uh, threw away like three garbage bags of stuff in my room, and before that, and took everything off the walls. So uh, I had my whole wall full with like posters and different images that some made sense for me, some were just so random I needed it on my wall. Yeah, uh, it was like I would have like crazy gnarly dreams that were like about zombies and the end of the world and like superhero shit, you know. But, like I don't know, I'm always in a situation where I like I have to fix something. I don't know what it is, but I have to fix it. My dreams were really gnarly. And when I was in my room, I was like, oh, that was not I wake up, I make my coffee, I have four things I have to do. Don't do them. I'm in my room and everything's, I don't know, very distracting. And the space that was held there, too, was uh, exhausting because of uh, just, you know, how stressed people get after high school. Especially if you just got off of, like, a, a three-year relationship. Anyways, but a lot of, a lot of stress. And I, I was in my room just constantly just sad and thinking about the past. And I had all these memories uh, laid out. And I was very in the past and I think I'm not as mindful as I want to be but I do notice when I'm not being mindful and I, that is something to like you know pat first, yourself on the, the back for for sure that's the first step and I, I feel like I've noticed since after high school because you, you get to make decisions for yourself and I just never stopped like I don't mind um, like thinking about my high school self and feeling just as young and immature as that person like some people I like to think they're grown up and I like to think of how not grown up I am. And like sometimes I'm happy about it, sometimes I'm not. But um, it, it really, it really depends. But um, with my room being cleared of all those memories, like I felt so free and like just a little bit more, like accepting of being like alone in my room and mm-hmm. with my thoughts, which is a little bit easier. And yeah, I guess like it allowed space for. For nothingness, which sounds fucking weird. <laughs> I don't think it sounds weird at all. I, uh, yeah. I've had people walk into my house where I live and go, does anybody live here? I mean, like, I've actually had yeah. someone say that when they walked in. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, yes. You me. need more plants, then they'll understand. Oh, well, that's the one thing that my wife and I have a lot of is my okay. wife loves that we have a lot of plants, but a lot, plants. a lot of, I, I always, I say, I call it knickknacks, like not mm-hmm. a lot of knickknacks. Yeah. I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, that's cool. I, we have a lot of knickknacks in the living room, uh, and I think that's, that's cool to have a space where, uh, there's an energy or vibe or feng shui about it, but I think my room should be like a bed. A restorative that's space. It. Like a bed and like tools for, for meditation. That's it. Is there anything anything else that you go to to recharge? So it sounds like you've created a space where you can recharge there. Mm-hmm. Um, but is there anything else that you do other than that specifically? Like, I think I have two <laughs> places. I'm like, I like to call myself any Audi. So sometimes I get energy from being outside with a bunch of people until I don't and then um, when that point gets to the point where like diminished returns or whatever yeah. I, I spend a lot of time alone and when being alone eventually starts, I start noticing these diminished returns and I go back to being outside and I'm not going to lie like there's lots of times after a long day of movement I go straight to the bar I just need it I'm like hyped up <laughs> and like I don't know the bar like levels me out and I don't go to like like you know party with, with all my friends I literally go alone and whoever's there is there, and that's fine. I'll write in my, my notebook and, like, have a beer and, and chill. And I, if someone's there, that's dope. If they're not there, that's also okay. And uh, I'm not going to lie, that recharges my brain a little bit. 
it's kind of not my body gets to gets right. deteriorates a little bit but i don't know I, I think the alone part is the like going somewhere by myself just for myself is the thing and the beer totally helps but i would love to just like organize way more time just to be on my own solo because that's why i go there right yeah it's like to like think i don't know it does help me recharge. I'm not gonna lie. I would love to replace the beer with like tea or something like that. But <laughs> but I do love. I love whiskey. when you find that bar. Let me know. I'll let I'll let you go to that bar too. Yeah, right. <laughs> All the right. bars I know serve the other kind of tea. It's the bar setting, but. It's like, oh, they have Earl Grey. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to see. Oh, I get my ass lobbed out of the bar. Excuse me, sir. Do you have any Earl Grey? Yeah. <laughs> Can I get Earl Grey neat? Thank you. <laughs> neat. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Two fingers of Earl yeah. Grey on the rocks. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out what that thing is, though, to replace that, to get that like, uh, like social recharge, mm. you know? Yeah, but the other direction is uh, you know, movement, being alone, training. Or uh, training with friends is dope too, but I don't. I don't think we talk much while we're actually moving. That'd be very dangerous. Like we we talk after, but during the time of like training, it's like you're working on your thing and working on my thing, and we're focusing on on movement. But I don't know. Training by yourself and tricking is really awesome in a grass field. Super relaxing. Just like working on um, on kicks and flips and organizing your. I don't know. Yeah, organizing that three-dimensional <clears throat> your your embodied yeah. practice in three dimensions as there's mm-hmm. a visceral I, I'm not a tricker and yeah. I'm not laughing at tricking I'm just laughing at the concept of me upside down right there that's funny in and of itself you've thrown a backflip before no I'm actually in the zero backflips to date club I have never I feel like I saw you do into a pit or something no so for a else. while I was trying to do front flips so those are so much harder yeah, and well, that's part of why I went at it was just mm-hmm. like, okay, and I don't know if it's age or practice or what, but if I do enough like forward rolls or front flips, eventually you get dizzy, right? Yeah. So I, I say there's an odometer, the clock's ticking. If, you're, if I'm going to do front flips into a foam pit, there's like 13, you know, yeah. and whether they're good, bad, ugly, there's only 13 of them before I'm going to vomit in the foam pit. Yeah. Um, so Andy Taylor in Philadelphia had a tumble track run set up into a foam pit. And there was a rock climbing gym next door. For a while, I would drive down, mm-hmm. rock climb for 20, 30 minutes, and then go next door to the parkour gym. And like, hey, Andy, what's up? And I'm not if I throw up in your phone pit. Yeah, I do mine. You know, like I go <laughs> run on the double thing. So we were, we were having fun. He was like coaching me through how to do a front, just a regular front flip into the pit. Yeah. So I, I think I shot some slow-mo videos of that because I wanted to see what it looked like. And then I'm like, oh, that's, I could Instagram that. I don't know if, yeah. where those videos went. But yeah, you may have seen that. But that nothing ever came of that. I've never even attempted to start the progressions for just like a standing back, like I'm just like, no, I mean, they're so the progressions alone are fun, I think. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I think I understand what some of them are, and like the progressions are like, yeah, oh, that makes sense. I can do that's problem, but mm-hmm. yeah, that last progression, the one where you just do the thing with the, yeah, yeah, I'm not so sure about that. They'll do that, yeah, so much easier if you have Maybe a trampoline. It's not fair. I wish those trampolines everywhere and open space, yeah, that'd be great. Uh, backflips are super fun and they're, they're spooky, but once you have that, uh, like trust and that it's gonna work, <laughs> like I'm going to. I understand this step, this step, and this step. I've done each of them a hundred times. Now just trust that it will work. Um, with backflip, I didn't trust it at all. But I've learned tricks over the past couple of years that uh, required me to understand the trick, see a bunch of people doing it, and I went from beginning to the end, and then it made sense. And like that trick was, uh, I did double full on the trampoline, and I did tons of double twisting on my back, and it was the first time where like I, I ran myself through it uh, from getting to the end, and my first attempt wasn't scary. It's the first trick ever hmm. that I wasn't scared of. 
it was. I mean, that's a good sign that you had the progressions right. Yeah, and um, I did. I couldn't uh, hold on for it. I actually, at one point, I started doing double by accident for too long because I didn't do single very well. <laughs> but uh, my my twisting and like my trust of like uh, how Axis felt when I was um, doing the back twisting. I don't know. Like I watched it so many times and practiced all the exercises like for what muscles needed to get stronger. That um, it. it you have this moment where you're just like, oh shit, that makes sense. I think I have the same thing with like guitar too. When I started learn how to tap, like Van Halen, yeah, yeah, yeah. I learned how to do that. I w- it made no sense for like a year, and then one day I was just like, I don't know, like my fingers just understood it, and hmm. I, I, I tapped for 12 hours straight, and that's what I did with every flip that I learned. I was like, when I first did my back flip, I did it every day for two weeks, like. I have to have it in there yeah, now. Ingrained, ingrained. Don't not. Don't leave. Don't, don't leave. Don't. It's not like riding a bike. <laughs> Backflip check. Yeah. Yeah, but there is a moment where, like, for certain tricks, that oh, this makes this makes sense right now. And like, if you don't do it right then, when you feel that, it might not last forever. So then the fear starts settling in. But mm. like, the more tricks you learn, like you don't have to learn a backflip. You can learn so many other easy tricks. Like uh, I want to do B twist, and uh, in the process, I learned um, uh, cheat nine hundred. Which is like, you step and do a couple spins and then you do a roundhouse kick. But uh, I got good at learning skills, even though there were small ones like hook kick and round and like getting that like confidence boost, you know? Kind of like right. in cop shows where like they can't close a case or whatever, so they do a bunch <laughs> of small cases so that they can close a big case. Close a big case. It's like, I don't know, just like learn small stuff and like keep like building your vocabulary if you can't get that dream trick, you know? Yeah, or until that, you that learn that line. you are able to learn and then, yeah, work on yeah. that big one. I think, that's why I think traveling, that's why all the people that travel are like the best at parkour. The ones that like travel the world because they're constantly, their brain's constantly having new challenges and they're exposed to fresh experiences. Yeah. There's something to be said for that, but. You probably can find fresh experiences in one's mm-hmm. backyard. Not maybe not your literal backyard, but in the area where you live. Yeah. Um, on one hand, I I do think, especially in America, more people need to travel more. Mm-hmm. I know people who like forget they don't have a passport. They've never been outside their state. I'm like, yeah. yo, there are like some really beautiful, really cool states. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just like two over. You don't have to go to the other side. Yeah. Um, so I, I'm generally a big advocate of people traveling more. Obviously, things are harder with the current issues with He's talking about COVID health. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, is there? Um, so you've randomly come around and touched on travel a few times now. So my question is: Are there any places that you really want to go, like that you haven't been to? Yeah, um, I'm trying to think of my favorite before I start saying places. <laughs> Rock the Casbah. <sighs> I really don't. Like I don't know. Like, I'm really excited about Colorado, but if I can be anywhere, it's probably going to be out of America. I think it'd be, like, a little bit of Spain, but I think Japan is probably, like, the highest on the list right now. Mm, Denmark would be lovely. Germany. Actually, Germany is kind of high on the list. I like their community. They're weird. They're so fun, though. I don't know, like, somewhere with, like, dope spots and, like, really good gyms. I want to go to one of those really big bounce trampoline places. I was actually considering, like, what if I just became an indoor parkour guy? It's, like, totally anti-parkour. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm going to go own this niche. What if I there? only got good at indoor parkour stuff? I don't know. I, I want to, like, explore, like, some more rooftop stuff. Because I'm not as, uh, as afraid as, like, a lot of people. Like, cause if it's in my skill range, I don't do new stuff on rooftops ever. <laughs> but if it's stuff I've That's done wise. so many times... 
And I don't know, I feel like my trust in my body at height, I just want to go somewhere where it's like the cops are not going to shoot at you for being on a rooftop or like be so worried. Like they just say, hey, what are you doing? Get down. It's like, I'm sorry. Okay, bye. And then that's it. Why does it have to be like, I don't know. It makes sense though Uh, for, yeah, I don't condone rooftop stuff. I tell everyone don't do it. But in the back of my head, I trust me. You know, and I won't break someone's. I, I safety check everything. I don't just jump from like rooftop to rooftop. I just like being on them and like, I don't know, looking at the view. Williamsburg Bridge is the most fun I've ever had with like heights and mm. exposure. I was gonna say, are you yeah. are you part of that climb? I guess that answers that question. Yeah, <laughs> that wasn't me. <laughs> and oh, that was the other Adam. Sorry. There was this one point where I know I can walk on anything like that at any height, and that's fine. It's like this wide. I can walk at that any height with consequence on both sides it's fine but i'm that was the first time where i walked on something that was like as wide as my foot not rounded just as wide as my foot and i felt grounded like very grounded and there was no vertigo i don't do anything if there's a vertigo or fear in my stomach at all if i I have anything like that i don't go it's not worth it but uh if the fear is is uh it's relaxed and i don't know if i could look up and know where my body is and I can feel where the wind, sorry about that. No, I was just thinking, you know what, we couldn't have asked for a better time for the wind to pick up. Yeah. Now I feel like... You're I'm, on the rooftop. I feel like I'm on a rooftop or I'm on the girder mm-hmm. and I'm on one foot. Yeah. Like if you, it, we did a walking meditation during yoga where we had to feel the four corners of our feet. And as we were stepping, we had to keep the weight consistent from both sides of our feet. And we walked mm. in the circle for like 30 minutes. That was That was awesome. And I think... That's a big reason why. Uh, why you felt grounded in that experience? Yeah, right? I I'm wearing the Feiyus all the time. I don't jump in Feiyus anymore because my ankle. But like feeling the floor and feeling how your weight shifts from like one side of your I foot to the agree. other. See, it's something we can't ruin in the podcast. Is I'm wearing old school Saucony bullets with the insoles pulled out. So there's what? Two, what? There's two you millimeters. Feel, then you feel nothing. Then yeah, there's two millimeters of rubber. There's nothing in there. But that's foot. awesome. Well, it is and it isn't, but I'll tell you what, I give up on a lot of jumps. I mean, I yeah. I don't have very big jumps, but like, oh, I dialed that back to 80% because you got to land that shit. Mm-hmm. And you put out the landing gear, it's like there's nothing between the bones but that little fat pad under your foot. Mm-hmm. So I really do like the tactile feedback from these shoes. Or I, Normally, I walk around barefoot in the house or whatever around yeah. my house. Yeah, barefoot life is awesome. I, I don't think uh, I'm a train in barefoot shoes anymore. I'm going to stick to the, uh, the strike movements. But... Um, I think walking barefoot all the time, like with the the vibrams, are my favorite right now. Yeah, vibrams like are so awesome. Work your feet and get the mm-hmm. feedback of the tactile as a yeah. general thing, and then you know, like a bicycle is technology and clothes are technology. So why shouldn't we wear shoes that are appropriate for what you want to do? I don't. Yeah. I don't fault people for wearing marshmallows on their feet. Yeah. I fault people for UGG boots. That's a thing. But anyway, UGG boots. They're so warm. <laughs> I don't know if I have those. I, I do not. I want warm Vibrams that are waterproof. Give me that, please. They have, like, waterproof, <laughs> and then you, you, you wear them, and then the seams, like, rip. But they look so good. Like, so dope. I'll, oh, I also, I think fashion makes you feel, uh, parkour fashion. Like, dress how you want to feel when you're training. Like, it, it's fun. <laughs> like, if you, I don't know, it really helps me, like, train. Like, with my imagination. Like, I just try to dress as close to a ninja as possible. I don't know why. It helps my, like, dress how you feel, you know, kind of thing. I should probably also do, like, uh, 
you know, you are with like what you eat, but <laughs> I'm more like you are, you are what you wear. <laughs> you are what you wear. Oh wow. Yeah, it's, it seems Dude, super. Don't like, make me go home and rage quit my entire wardrobe. Like, oh, or it, it doesn't have to be a ninja either. It could be like like you look like Die Hard the whole time. <laughs> I, <laughs> I don't know what whatever that is to make you feel like you are better than you actually are at this skill. Confidence is so key. Yeah, there's. I I, I agree. That there's something yeah. to be said for, you know. Uh, power poses so I've mm-hmm. talked to enough people who like coach yeah. people give um, public presentation stuff and they, they talk about there's and there's research mm-hmm. that shows that like yeah go go in the bathroom and do the yep and then now actually I feel better now I'm ready to ask the next question like, but Perfect. like do that kind of stuff to to remind your physical self your, yeah. your central nervous system that you are who you want to be mm-hmm. yeah I feel like I just sh- I should like write that out and like that should be what I look at every morning <laughs> yeah I don't touch the floor at all when I'm uh, training I sit, stand on walls and I just feel so good just being a little higher than I normally am mm. like just when I'm prepping for the next movement I try not to like stay on the floor I try to like walk on the walls as much as possible also the exposure to like, to height is that's very useful if you want to get better exposure just walking on every curve like you did when you were a kid mm-hmm. just balancing like, but uh, it does feel good to just like be somewhere that most people don't don't think to be for a little while, and like that's I guess that's where I I totally stroke my ego. I'm just like Adam, this is so cool right now. But I have to be confident because I feel like uh, if if I don't see, I feel like if I don't trust myself, my hands do this, and if my hands do this, who am I to say that my other body parts are not doing something? Yeah, just because it's coming up like here, I can see it, but that I don't want it to do like. Everyone has like either a weird face, you know, and, and they jump, or like a weird hand or arm movement, or like like that they want to fix stylistically. But uh, those are the most obvious things. But there's smaller Just muscles symptoms, not yes. doing what you wanted to do because you're slightly scared or slightly not as confident in yourself. Hmm. So like there was a study. I don't know who it was. I know J. Robes told me about it, and uh, there was this guy. J. Robes, please tell me who this scientist was because I, I really need to study it and like we'll look, look it up. for the show notes. Yes, please. Uh, so this guy um, asked, was doing an experiment with like confidence and like how your body listens to confidence. And if you don't trust you, your body doesn't trust you and it doesn't perform as well. But if you trust you, your body performs better. That's the, the theory. And they were putting their arm through like a hole in the wall. And there was this pressure and on their arm trying to push it down. And they couldn't see their arm. And they would ask the, the person questions like, um, how, like, what's your name? Where are you from? And they had to answer honestly. And they would ask a bunch of questions and they would answer honestly and they would fight the pressure that's on their arm. And the next time around, after their arm recovered or whatever, they would give them a script and they would answer the questions with lies. And the arm would not be able to fight against the, the pressure as well. And once J-Robes told me that, I didn't look into it all. I just put it as fact in the back of my brain. <laughs> I was like, this is true. And it helped my training, I think, uh, like big time. Like, I know um, it's, I guess, if it isn't true, then it's totally, whoops, it's totally placebo effect. So I'll, I'll take but placebo. But if it is true, though, like, it's, I mean, it's been working for me, like, for six years for the confidence. I'm pretty sure you told me that, yeah, like, roughly when I started moving Hmm. with moving creative actually maybe like four years ago yeah i forgot how long i've been teaching i think like four years now hmm. but yeah it totally helps big time those pretty shapes that pasha does when he's throwing himself in the pool and to be able to hold that shape for that long <laughs> you must understand the physics and i don't know yeah basically trust always trust
build your ego a little bit. Break it down later because you don't want to have it forever. But well, it's almost like you're building a different kind of ego. You're building. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe you're building up your id and tearing down your ego. I'm not. I'm not a. It's just so tricky because you fall over the other side so easily. Like you, you'll be on this like, like confidence, 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 and then out of nowhere, just for this one day, because it's convenient, convenient for you, confidence becomes arrogance, hmm. and it's so close. <laughs> they're they're so close. It's like uh, now he's Icarus with the wax wings and stuff like that. Yeah. But it's like, it's it's a that's why mindfulness again. Like if you if you listen to yourself all the time, you'll notice when you're going to arrogance and like you're being a douchebag or whatever. But uh. I don't know, I want to. I want to balance it out so badly. I know I don't have it. Well, knowing that I don't have it is a thing. Is the, it's, so it's, it's great. It is great. Self awareness. That's the first piece. Yeah. Sometimes you see people who have no yeah. self awareness, and I. It doesn't even. I'm not going to go correct them. It's yeah. Like, you know. Okay. This too shall pass. It's, <laughs> a, it's so frustrating because just like, just uh, saying you don't have it or the tangibility of it, just saying that that exists. Yeah. I know I'm already off. Like I hate that I. I, I watch. I read so many books and like watched so many videos on it because now it's like now it's like a science. It's like yeah, I know it's like it's in me. I don't have to go get it and stuff like that. It's like I've read it so many times yes. and I'm still just like I still keep perceiving it as outside myself over and over again. I don't know. That's why I just I think I'm gonna take a look. I took a huge break. I just posted on Instagram recently. I was like I realized a couple months ago that I'm addicted to getting to listening to mindful information like i'm addicted mm. to listening to it that's like being addicted to joe rogan kind of like i'm addicted to hearing people talk about how i can be more good for myself <laughs> instead but i don't do anything porn right exactly so i stopped watching <laughs> i stopped watching stuff for like a couple months i was like yep no more videos time just straight practice time to do it yeah and it's been it's been real i'm back on mindfulness videos though because <laughs> i feel like <laughs> i fell off the wagon now i'm actually listening again it's not like background noise so i'm okay with going back and listening mm. before it was like i noticed i was just putting it on while i was making breakfast you know yeah that's kind of like the exact opposite of what you should be doing yeah for mindfulness <laughs> it's not it's not true listening sitting down hearing the the tones of their voice and textures all this is related to parkour if you don't see how this is related to parkour then you, you oh, haven't been doing parkour long enough. Right? Yeah. <laughs> random, so like random ideas popping in my head. What's the, I'm thinking about mindfulness practice. So if you imagine, excuse me, if you imagine doing something that would require mindfulness, like for example, you know, doing a simple, air quoting, simple walk on a beam, but it's at height and there's risk. Mm-hmm. So that's going to be a mind, that could be considered mindfulness practice, or it could also be seated meditation. So if you think about things you have done that you would consider mindfulness practice, What's the longest in like stopwatch time that you've been able to like, yes, I was doing a mindfulness practice and it lasted three seconds or whatever. Mm -hmm. So I guess the longest time I did something mindful, I chanted for an hour. Yeah. And that was, that was actually not bad at all. It's just the same word over and over again, same Mm -hmm. uh, sentence or uh, phrase. That was like a Buddhist practice, but the hardest one I've ever done was uh, this Qigong like water dragon mm-hmm. something, or I was like this for 30 minutes. That was probably the most difficult. What what made it so much more difficult than chanting? Just the physical, the yeah. physical monster rapping on the brain, like we need to cut this out or? Yeah, it was a, uh, I don't know, like I went through a lot of uh, emotions. I feel like we trap emotions in certain parts of our body. And I think this one, like, I guess my I hold a lot of tension in my shoulders. I think there's a lot of stress there. Like, and that adds up real quick when you're trying yes. to hold a pose, right? And you're holding a pose that require your shoulders to yeah. be like stable. 
And yeah, that was that was really hard. But um, after chanting for an hour, though, that whole entire day energy. Mm. We were like 8 a.m. and energy the whole entire day. I was doing this event. It's actually like a Buddhist group that um, like uh, Nichiren Buddhism. So I don't really go as much now because I realize like any mass organization is not good for me. So I just don't do it. I started seeing some people like trying to be like other people instead of more like themselves. So I, I'm good with uh, I'm good on that. Even though it does work out for them at first because like they get out away from like their bad habits before. Right. Like I knew this guy was homeless and he's doing a great job there. But like I noticed uh, like now he's not homeless. He's doing really well for himself. But um, for me like. I was think I was going away from the practice by being there. I don't want to be like uh, my 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 sensei, you know. I want to be me. <laughs> so I started noticing mannerisms about all my friends there, and I was like, oh, I don't want to do that. But anyways, chanting that whole entire day. I think the practice of chanting and like saying it over and over again gave me so much. It's like active meditation instead of just like I don't know. It was like very active. I think that. Yeah, I can't wait to be myself. <laughs> I'm with uh, with Mumsies and my brother, and chanting for an hour might be a little annoying. <laughs> so on my own, though, I'm actually excited for a little on bit a rock, of chanting. There are some cool rocks in Boulder, and I'll be so alone <laughs> in Boulder. I don't. I just want a I'm year so by myself. Alone. A good no, a good year. It's gonna be great. It's gonna be great being alone a little bit. Are you being serious, or is that like it's gonna be a great year? Yes, or are you? No, I'm not scared at all. I, I'm so not scared that I'm like it's weird. Stuff totally stoked, excited. I'm very excited. Um, I'm excited for the year, um, and I tell my friends like, "See you later, not goodbye." You know. Yeah, uh, you know, I talk about that sometimes in parkour contexts. Like mm-hmm. uh, years ago, in the very beginning, oh, you know, the parkour goodbye is like, "Oh, I gotta say goodbye to everybody," and then it's like, "Oh, this is so emotional." Now I'm like, later. I love it. Yeah, well, I haven't gone so far as to start like you know completely Irish goodbyeing everybody who's disappeared. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't do that to people, yeah. but I actually. It's not quite enjoyment, but I do almost enjoy the goodbye part because it's just, mm-hmm. see you later. I don't have any idea where. Didn't expect to see you today. This was so awesome. So I can only imagine the next time I run into something even more awesome than this. Mm-hmm. I, I kind of like that, like running into people. And then, yeah. you know, but, but that also presumes that you're, even if you're not traveling far, it still presumes you're traveling and you're moving around in different circles. Yeah. So I think that's one of the things that I love most about, and maybe that's over-exaggerating, one of the things that I really like about parkour Mm-hmm. Or free running, or whatever you want to call it, is yeah. is that you're 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 in different places, but you're moving in the same kinds of people. So, mm-hmm. you know, you, you might not meet the exact same person, but you know that yeah. it's very likely. And I'll run into like I cannot remember where I last saw you. I have no clue. I could take several good guesses that are probably true. Yeah. But I'm just like, yeah, I don't know. I saw you before. I'll see you again. Hey, how are you doing? Like, I have, I have no idea how long it's been since I talked. Like, whatever. Like, yeah. You don't. There's almost like a. Like, if I go to visit my family, it's like, oh, it's been two years, 13 days, and 17 minutes. No, I haven't seen the new baby. Like, everything has to be mm-hmm. jammed into that one experience. Yeah. Whereas in the parkour, it's like, yeah, we Very had a great natural. conversation. We sat under some cool sycamore trees. Yeah. You know? It's like the parkour by. havens, too. Like, going that spot by yourself, you see at least one friend. Yeah. It's so great. Or if you make a new friend, that's cool, too. Yeah. Like, scoops or something like that. I hate finding out someone I love on the internet. On the internet is uh, at a spot, and I wasn't there. I was like the, the, the day before I was there, but yeah. I wasn't there that day. Oh, well, so, so bad. You, so you got three dimensions right. You were in the correct X, Y, and Z, but you missed the T. So it was your damn it. Three out of four. That's seventy-five percent. That's that's a good point. Yeah. I've never heard anyone say that before. <laughs> I might use that later. Yeah, like flip like Z was uh, at um, 
uh, I forget, I don't know his actual name. I think and they, they call him Z. He was at uh, Scoops, and I was I just discovered him, and he's like doing stupid stuff like double Kong gainers, and he's more into flips than parkour, which is really interesting how people can be so good at flips, but their parkour is like, nah. Like I, I could totally hang out with them and be fine. Depends what it's like cooking. Depends what you're into. If you're yeah. into spaghetti, you're not going to be so good at seafood. Yeah. yeah, flips and parkour, like they actually are, like basically two communities. I'm glad that they're more. They're blending a lot more now. They become they yeah. become more accepting of each other. I don't yes. know how much there's blending going on, but there's definitely acceptance. Yeah, I mean, I like both. I mean, yeah, yeah. There's a time and place for for both. But really, I just want to. I want to play. So I, I learn. I learn flips, not because I like it more than parkour. Like, I'm just doing a lot of flips now because I want to be able to hang with everybody. Mm. Like, I don't want there to be anyone that I can't play with. Like, if someone's doing something in a specific spot, doing a specific skill, I'm not going over there to, like, one-up them. It's just like, that looks fun. I want to try it. And it's, we'll hang out and, like, critique each other. Like, I love that with parkour, too. Some people I know don't like that, though, where, like, they're doing a running pre, and you're like, that looks cool, and then I do it. Or if I'm, if I, if I'm doing <laughs> a jump, right, and I'm, and I'm really trying to break it, yeah, and somebody like, just goes by and drives by and does like, it. I got it. Yeah, that's a cool jump, bro. It makes me happy because then they break it for me and I'm like, I'll just go. <laughs> There's some jumps that I, I do really want to break by myself and I'll tell my friend, don't do it. <laughs> but if, if he wants to do it and it's going to make his, his heart happy to do that exercise, then uh, go, do it. But if I know he can do it 10 out of 10 times and I really want to break it by myself, I'll, I'll bring that up be like, hey, don't do it because I I want I like yeah, this I mental battle. I really want to do this myself, please. <laughs> I want to go beginning to the end by myself. But uh, yeah, ah, I'm, trying, I'm trying to think. Well, I've definitely done that. I've definitely cut and someone did something. They're like, well, cut I don't want to do it anymore. <laughs> yeah. But uh, so sometimes uh, I like to collect stories. I don't know. So I there's a lot that can be said about why I collect stories and. What's the point of collecting stories? But I think it says a lot about people when you hear what kind of story they pick and maybe what details they leave out or include and things like that. So I'm wondering, maybe in the context of, let's go in the context of travel. We've been talking about travel and saying how how great it is and how much, uh, how great it is to to travel. So uh, in the context of like travel, and you can interpret that overseas, local, different parks. Uh, but in the context of travel, is there a story that springs to mind when I say, is there a story you'd like to share? Probably. Well, I, I've been stuck in the East Coast. I feel like stuck. Like, I'm, I'm kind of sick of this area. Like, I love my parkour fam always. But uh, I'm kind of like, I'm done with New York. Like, I look at the big buildings and I'm like, just not impressed. <laughs> no longer, you're not even looking up anymore, right? Yeah, I'm like, I'm just looking at it. Like, and um, just a certain energy of like certain people, like passerbys and like nothing's exciting, which is I, it's so crazy because New York is so ridiculous. Like to even say that, but I've been there my whole entire life, and then to go to Jersey and like I don't know, I, I just kind of like I want to like experience something new, and I always felt like myself was as a nomadic person, you know, like I can be anywhere and be fine. And like when, when I was a kid, I had like a book with like all the religions and. I wrote in like terrible crayon, like this is my book, do not touch this book ever. And I was looking at it, I was like, there's hella religions here and hella like cultures. And I, I wanted to live on a mountain. I just have dreams about living on like a mountain in China or something like that. And like this Colorado thing is like, Colorado's cool, but it's like the start of me like going everywhere. Like I, I'm gonna go to Colorado and people say, oh, you'll be back in a year, right? And I was like, I'll be somewhere in a year. <laughs> like I want to be there for a year. <laughs> I'll wave as I fly over on my way to. <laughs> yeah, but. It, 
like if COVID's like like levels out, I, I don't mind like trying to get, you know, a visa or something to be somewhere for a year, like a different country. I, I want to travel as much as possible and meet like as much people as possible. And a lot of like, uh, oh man, <laughs> on the record, whatever. Uh, a lot of uh, the women that I fell in love with in New York City, they were there for two weeks. Bye, gone. Don't do that on purpose. I don't know why I fall in love with women that are not from here all the time. And, yeah, I don't know. Like, Denmark, Germany, <laughs> Lithuania. <laughs> uh, they're not, like, cards I keep or anything like that. They're, they're both, like, individuals, and we're still friends to this day. And, like, love and respect each other. And, um, yeah, I just feel like, I don't know, I met so many homies that are not from here. And I think, I don't know. I want to experience like all the flavors of people <laughs> and like hang out with them. I have some some friends that were just visiting, and we just had one amazing night together, and then and then they were gone. I was like, damn, bye, brother. <laughs> and it felt like a like a life forever, friends. And I, I don't know, I like that feeling. And you can't, I can't get that in New York, right? But it's always me showing everyone around. I want to be shown around. <laughs> This spot. Yes, I want to see. Yes. I want to see what your culture is like. I want to be the wide-eyed, newborn. Like, what's going on? Yeah, here? that new feeling. I think it feels great, and I'm not afraid of that at all. And um, I think, uh, actually, if anything, if anything goes out of line, like, I think I'd prefer it to a certain extent. I don't want to get like you know, like <laughs> yeah. caught by like a gorilla camp and like uh, become a, like <laughs> no, no, that, on a bad. camera for terrorists. Out of line, like that's that, bad. No, right? nothing that crazy. But I think like you know, if there's like some little financial like issues or like I can't get a car in a place that I need a car, or, or like there's no there's no hot water somewhere, yeah, something like like those kind of issues, you know, something to challenge you a little bit to yeah. make you think how you know well is that really necessary? Yeah, Not really. Okay, I can do without that. I can do without that. I want. I want that feeling, and I know Colorado is going to be crazy with the snow and stuff like that. And I, I don't also got to point like. out that you're heading for Colorado at the beginning of the snowy season. I'm like, yeah, you'll oh, figure I'm it snowboarding out. Snowboarding for sure. <laughs> you'll figure it out. I'll definitely figure it out. I, I, I love the cold. Born in February, I'm a February baby, and I love that stuff. I'm, I'm great with the uh, like bike messenger. Winter, New York City. Right. <laughs> I was like, oh, I think it'll be alright. They wouldn't yeah. let me leave the restaurant sometimes. Because they were like, they look no, outside and like, look at no. me, and they're like, "No, you're gonna no. die." This old guy gave me tea once. <laughs> he was like, no, "We're not letting you go. Like, just, just sit here, get like, warm." Dude, I get a bonus if I leave right now and I'm there in seven exactly. minutes. Exactly. Right? He's like, "Dude, I'm trying to get 18 an hour here, man. If I stay here, it's gonna be like 10 an hour. I can't afford 10 an <laughs> you're hour." You're killing me, old man. Crazy. With your tea. And I'm like, I'm like chugging burning hot tea. <laughs> like, oh, this one's not looking over your shoulder. I gotta go. <laughs> like, that's what bike life felt like. I think that's why I'm sick of New York because I did bike messenger work for too long there. I was like, oh, I met this girl. Bike burnout. This is what I want to talk to you about bikes. I met this girl, right? She's, uh, well, actually, she is he now. Genesis. At the time, she was a badass, right? She, like, played the drums. Uh, it's like, oh, she's, she's awesome. And, uh, but uh, Genesis is like, oh, Adam, let's hang out. But uh, I have to do this delivery first. Want to come with? And I was like, fine, I made enough money today. Let's do it. And I'm following her through Manhattan. Uh, traffic, but it's like a moving bumper-to-bumper traffic. Oh, that bumper sounds traffic. sketchy because, like, Super room for one sketchy. bike does not mean there's room for two bikes. No, we're, like, I'm, like, right behind her. And, like, she's, like, swerving, and at some points, I couldn't follow her. I was, like, wait, why are you still going and not slowing down? Like, I saw there was two trucks, and the, the mirror was coming out. I tell the story all the time because I, I fucking love it. Uh, there's, the windows were out, so, like, it's not about the handlebars anymore. It's about the, the windows, I mean, the mirrors of the truck. They're, they're gigantic, and there's two of them side by side. And uh, I know the measure of, like, my, um, 
my uh, the width of the, the width handlebars. of my uh, handlebars. So it's like muscle memory at that point. But uh, she had enough for her handlebars, but had no space for her shoulders because it was like where her shoulders were at. So she thought it, it would be a good idea to just put her hands in the middle and then go like, oh. and she brushed it. She didn't slow down. She like I could see her shoulder hit it. And then uh, I was like, I'm not following you. I, I, I don't know if the audio got all that, but I'm not following her at all. And I'm going to go around this way. And when I came back in, I, I see her again. And now she's like rubbing herself on trucks and like turn vans like to get through and buses, you know, like she's like using like the, the environment. Using the obstacles, literally using, using the, the obstacles on a bicycle. And uh, I only I only did that once. Well, so when she got the organ yeah. to where it was going, did the organ don't did the, did the organ recipient survive? Oh, yeah, <laughs> the, the bank did get the million dollar check that she's trying to deliver. <laughs> yes, she went through the four checkpoints. She's fine. <sighs> That's what so caused the two, she did make in the 2008 meltdown happened. Yeah. yeah, I forgot how I went there. Oh yeah, being in New York, like a different part of New York, constantly. Oh, rooftops. You're doing bike delivery service, and you want to see a lot of rooftops. <laughs> you deliver it, and then instead of going back downstairs, you look for the rooftop button. You press R, and there's an emergency door. Don't go through it. That's trespassing. But if you want just like a quick view, watch. I did that for like just duck out a and take year, taking the view. Yeah, just like look. And then I, I thought you were going to say you ride your bikes along the rooftops, but nice. That's terrifying. Just, no, I'll, fin- like, I'll finish my delivery. I'll, and then I'll take the opportunity. I'll to take go the opportunity look. to go go upstairs, and then I'll go down. Uh, sometimes they don't like that, the door guy. Sometimes, yeah, a, a lot happens. of the, like ninety percent of the time, no one cares. Like I'll I'll be there with everyone's in there, five thousand dollars suits or whatever in this building, and they see me. They know I don't work here. <laughs> yeah, they don't even see you. They're and like, oh, they the see you guy. pressing the rooftop button and like, yes, I'm going up. Sorry. And then I go up, and then I come back down, and then I leave. And I don't do jumps. I don't, like, balance on railings. I literally just go up, look at stuff, and then, mm. yeah. Yeah, there's only, like, two rooftops that I've done jumps on in Manhattan. That's it. And there wasn't even death consequence. It was just an uncomfortably, uncom- uncomfortable drop. Yeah. Uh, oh, actually, the stick would have been dangerous. It doesn't matter. We're not talking about that. We don't, we don't talk about that. Ugh. Yeah, don't do rooftops. It's not necessary. I just like the uh, the walking part. I don't really want to do any more jumps like that. Skyscrapers are stupid. In the UK, though, their rooftops a little bit lower. I'm thinking about that. That would be fun. Uh, it's still high enough, though. Oh, yeah, for sure. Plan B, plan C, plan D. If you don't have those, don't do it. Don't do it. Mm-hmm. It should be uh, if I jump too far and if I don't jump enough plans. And if I get hit in the head with a bird after sticking it, there's a plan for that, right? Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, something like that happened to me once. <laughs> it was great. All right, so, a little square. Uh, I had to take one step off that. Uh, not death consequence, just regular consequence. And it was to a rail, and I did it like three times. And on the fourth time, the branch brushed my hair. And I didn't have this bun, so it was like, brushed it. Right. And it was just enough. It hit me right where I was taking off. So that extra toe push didn't happen. Oh, because you ducked. Yeah, because yeah, I ducked. And, yeah, I, I adapted in the weirdest way. I knew one of my legs could make it, and the other couldn't. And I already had two shinners at this point uh, in my parkour career. So I was like, okay, how do I get through this? So I let one leg go over, and I accepted the second shinner. And uh, <laughs> I think because of, uh, like, I don't know where this... 
where did I learn isolation stuff? I guess probably circus and handstand things. But yeah, I totally relaxed my left leg, no shinner. It was so weird. Like I relaxed it and externally rotated. So all it did was like rub against all the, the soft oh, parts yikes. of my body. So uh, I just, I don't know how my hip just knew to do that. Huh. So one leg's going over and the rail just like basically rubbed all this and I, I rolled to the side, off, off the side and I looked at John, John DeZone. I think it was like right before we were about to teach and I was like, dude, you see that? <laughs> it was like a happy, like, I'm okay. <laughs> like, dude, again? Did you no. see that? I, didn't even, I don't know how that happened. I was so happy. Because I, I was like, I trust, I wanted to like give my, my body a hug as if it was like <laughs> externally from myself. Like just like, I appreciate you so much. <laughs> Thank you for taking care of me without me having to do <laughs> Your anything. Your body's writing a letter. Yeah. That was completely inappropriate. You did not <laughs> you check did your not. surfaces. Yeah. <laughs> How dare you? Yeah, that's a good point. They should like that. Yeah. My, my body would be a little I bad. I feel like Alex Pavlovsky yeah. should do a parkour panel about that. Yeah. Like where your brain and your body are like exchanging letters to each other. Yeah. About, like, you know, the other Tuesday, I did not like the thing you did with that. Yeah. <laughs> what were you thinking when you ate all of the dumplings? Oh, God. I've trained with like no water, like just coffee and. Uh, like just disgusting breakfast food and like somehow had good sessions I don't know <laughs> it's much better to have like be super hydrated and sometimes I see orange, people like I, I often don't eat very well but I, when I see people do really like crazy food stuff I mm -hmm. remember the old um, Back to the Future movies the very first one yeah, yeah, at the very end of the movie <laughs> yeah. Doc comes right back mm -hmm. and he's got a Mr. Fusion mounted on the back of the door oh. and, and he opens it up as he's like explaining you gotta go back and he's throwing like yeah. banana peels and dumps a beer and then the can and oh, just throws God. all this crap in the Mr. Fusion mm -hmm. uh, sometimes I feel like that when you get what up in came the morning out? <laughs> well no I energy apparently but, yeah. but sometimes Jeez. in the morning you know when you roll off the floor mm -hmm. on the parkour passport and you're like okay i don't know i i, I think i saw like bacon and and yeah, yeah. bacon. i sorry flashback story time i i once woke up on somebody's floor mm -hmm. expectedly like they're expecting me to be there yeah. i woke up okay. on the floor and somebody else who was crashing there who was already cooking bacon mm -hmm. and i was gonna fast that morning i wasn't gonna have breakfast and yeah. then this person goes Hey, would you like some bacon from like the adjacent kitchen? Mm -hmm. And and I go, well, and he had like a three pound slab of back bacon that he had. Sorry, if people are vegetarians, had cubed it. Wow. It was in a cast iron skillet. It was mostly done, and he was like throwing onions and eggs in it. And I was like, you know, I was like fasting. Are they sure? I would love some of that. <laughs> yes, yes, please. You know. Mm. <laughs> so sometimes you really score big, yeah. Um, and other times you wind up with like. Yeah. I don't know, a bar out of a vending machine or something. Yeah. Although I have to say, the nicest thing I have ever seen is um, at that same house, a sign, like, as you were going out the door that said, take what you need. And in the basket was just, like, random, like, candy bars and gourd bars and cheese. It was so just, like, cool. a random grab yeah. thing of, like, if you're leaving this house and you need something, please take it with you. It was yeah. really good. That's Very awesome. open-hearted space. I want to, like, hold that kind of space in Colorado, for sure. If, like, anyone comes to a train or snowboard or just to hang out i want to like i don't know like a place to sleep because there's so many things i want to do like but you know i was living with my mother and i couldn't and i think during that time like where i felt like trapped in new york city i couldn't like i got taken care of so well here mm -hmm. like by so many friends like the parkour community like really is like it's so loving yeah people do pay it forward and parkour people can sleep anywhere they can sleep on the... i have an extra bed though so i'm really Two excited square about meters wi-fi in a bathroom that's all yeah. we ask for right I'm talking about John Dizone again. He can sleep on a bench with like. I've seen him. <laughs> he sleeps like do it. In Borga. I've seen, I've seen Borga. Wait, how the? 
oh, there's a human being yeah, in there. He doesn't you know? fall either way. It's like, like It's like a vampire. And like, <laughs> I don't know how he does it. <laughs> Hang him up behind the door. Yeah. It's so uncomfortable. <laughs> but, yeah. All right. Well, I want to be mindful of your time. Is there anything else that springs to mind that you, mm-hmm. I think I mentioned before, anything you wanted to talk about on your way here, but anything else that now you're like, oh, I thought of something else. I don't know. Um, Started at the beginning of like my whole entire life movement. No, I, I, let's not let's not do that. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> I don't want you to. I don't want to like have like a nervous breakdown. Like, yeah, for real. <laughs> I don't know. It's not really much because right now it's like still like I'm learning, figuring out where I belong. Like uh, I'm taking a break from teaching, mm-hmm. so I'm not going to be teaching at all. All right, how about this? We'll give you. I'll give you a standard question with a little twist. Mm-hmm. Since you're leaving the metropolitan yeah. you know east coast corridor if you could leave a billboard behind with one thing on it oh yeah what would it be bye <laughs> <laughs> could be worse could have been uh, see you suckers right? yeah but yeah okay no nah, it's gonna be uh, I don't know like once it's been coming in my head a lot it's like I mean it sounds so sad <laughs> it's like I'll just like I'll never forget you like I want everyone to know that, like, wholeheartedly, that I will not, like, take any of this time in New York City and New Jersey, like, like for granted. Like, it's, like, a special place in my heart. Like, and just, like, just thinking that I'm going to be gone forever or, like, I'm going to forget you and, like, that time doesn't matter. If I see anyone thinking that way, I just want to be, like, <laughs> I love you. <laughs> Fundamentally part of who I am now. Yeah, like, you were, like... You're part of the, the matter and building blocks in me. Like, I've, I got here because of... And uh, not that I'm anywhere, like, super extravagant, you know. chilling at the bar, like, every other night pretty much hanging out. But, like, the love I have for um, for movement and, and my friends and... I don't know. I just want them to know, like, you know, I'll be back. And that's pretty much it. I'm so, like... My life is this move right now. I'm very present with that. So I'm not really thinking too much about the past or the future right now. I just want my friends to be just know that you know yeah i'm not i'm not leaving it back to mindful yeah. that's what you're I talking have to. about you... i had to it's like my whole every day i think awesome. about it that's awesome all right well i'll just say and of course the final question mm-hmm. is three words to describe your practice mindful um yeah the two other ones hmm. uh mindfulness ragers and mindfulness rage and uh, I want to say yin yang is that the the thing I can do? I I said hyphens are free okay so (laughs) mindfulness rage and yin yang that's it terrific I think that's a good punctuation on the end of our conversation yeah Um, Adam, it was a pleasure. It's been a pleasure to talk to you previously and had the random, like, hey, could we? And then we'd put it together at the last second, just mm-hmm. before you're taking off. Uh, so I'm yeah. glad we had the chance. We'll have to come out and visit you next. Yeah, for sure. This is a great practice on just, like, speech in general, like, one-on-one intimate conversations. And I hope, like, we can do more of these. Oh, I, I hope so, too. I'll do as many of them as I can. Yeah. <laughs> Keep going and going and going. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I said it was a pleasure. And thanks yeah. so much. No problem. Thank you for having me.